Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Armor Report Market Wrap. I'm Brett Rosenthal, the founder of the ArmorReport.com and this YouTube channel. Now, the Armor Report was designed for the individual who's trying to manage his or her own capital. And I commend you for trying to do that. It's a monumental task. But if you appreciate the value of information and you understand the importance of learning how to get that information, then the Armour Report's going to be for you. Armour stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So we begin and end all of our decisions when it comes to managing capital by looking at risk. We protect capital first, capture upside second. That's what this show's all about. All right? So... I'm going to take 30 years of experience doing this. I'm going to share with you the information I've generated over those, over those ten, you know, three decades plus, okay? Um, I'm going to share information I use to manage my own personal capital. And the goal here is to help you gather information, learn how to create your own information, and then, of course, protect capital. Right? That's what we're doing. So today what we're going to talk about, I'm just going to break down for you. This is a market wrap. I'm starting to do this every day, sometimes 4 o'clock, sometimes 6 o'clock. It depends on my day and what's happening. Um, we're going to look at the market indexes. We start there. Okay? The Armour Report, which I consider to be Armour for the portfolio, the core of it is to use algorithms to tell us when to execute. So it's a three-stage process here. We build our whiteboard of fundamental ideas we want to own. We use armor algorithms to tell us when to commit capital, when to protect it. And we use stop-loss disciplines to make sure our ego and our emotions don't get in the way. So the first thing to do is look at the market indexes. We're going to look at it every day. There's seven that we follow. We have proprietary algorithms written for those seven. The S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ 100, the small cap index, momentum, value, and IBD-50. That covers the whole box for us. Once we look at that and we understand the big picture, then we drill down into specific groups and specific stocks using algorithms, again, to help us execute. All right, so we're going to do that today. We're going to look at the indexes. We're going to drop down to the group that's in the spotlight right now for us in our portfolios. And I'm going to walk you through a couple of day trades. So for the first two hours of every day, Armour Insiders, subscribers to the Armour Report, you can subscribe right down here, armrreport.com. Um, join me, subscribers join me on a you know, YouTube video just like this where I share my screen all day or for the first two hours of the day so you can see how I day trade. Now, even if you're not a day trader, the object here is for me to share information with you on how to you know, put capital to work correctly and how to stop losses. So I'm going to show you a couple ideas right off our trading desk today that we were involved in and show you how we do it. I'm going to do that every day so you get comfortable with the idea of um, what we like to call, what we you know, commonly known as mean reversion trading using a volume weighted average price or VWAP. And before we're done today, I want to go over four New Year's resolutions for me personally, 
mean, we had a great year this year at the Armour Report. And I commend everybody who was part of it, all the Armour insiders that helped make it a great year. You know, we've really built a community this year of subscribers, insiders, where we're all sharing information. It's like we're an army of analysts and we're backed up by a tank division of algorithms. And that's how we're creating alpha. And so I want to thank everybody who's been an insider this year, bringing their own unique thoughts and information and ideas to the table for all of us to benefit from. It's been great. I can't wait to do it again in 2021. So I'm going to go through four of my New Year's resolutions, and then I would love for you guys to really think about this. Look back the last 12 months. Find out what you were doing right and what you were doing wrong and make that resolution list so you don't repeat the same mistakes, okay? So you can focus on the successes and repeat those over and over. That's what we're trying to do. So let's jump in, all right? Actually, before I do, don't forget, I'm not telling you what stocks to buy. I don't know you. I couldn't possibly give you uh, advice of that uh, kind. So what I'm doing is sharing my own personal experience, and if it helps you, that'll be great. Okay, so before you do anything, whether it's watching my show or any other, you've got to do your own due diligence, guys, because only you know your risk tolerance. The rest of us don't. Of course, a thumbs up always helps me, and you can subscribe down here to this channel or um, the Armour Report itself through the links that I've put down there for you. All right, so let's dive in first um, to the indexes. Oops, that's AT&T. We'll get to that in a minute. We're looking at the indexes. We're looking at the S&P here. We're in an Andrews fork. We go over every day and we continue to stay in that fork. And as we, as we walk up these trend lines, it just helps us understand where we are in the cycle, right? The object being, if we break down below the bottom of this trend line, the Andrews fork is broken. And there's a real tr- trend change. That's a problem right now. We don't see that. The flip side, if we see ourselves breaking out the top side of the Andrews Fork, that's probably a place where we want to book some profits. Look at the last time it did that here. It was an immediate reversal, sold off for a month. Right now, we're right in the middle of the range. So there's not much to see here except for the market keeps grinding higher, giving us opportunities for alpha. Right? Um, QQQ. Four up and out that we've been talking about. It's happened. It's followed through. It's a decent end to the year. Not much to glean from this chart. We're just going to walk through each one. Okay. Um, Let's take a look at the Dow. Just as soon as my software catches up to what we're trying to do. Okay, here we go. So the Dow looks very much like the S&P. Not much to see here. Nice breakout up up over the top, grinding higher, right? We're either going to have this, you know, blow off move at the start of January or reversal, you know, and we have to just be prepared for either. Small caps. What a ripping move the last couple months of the year. Probably overcooked a little bit. We'll keep an eye on that uptrend, though. It's been such a smooth uptrend. Probably using the 25-day moving average as a stop there on small cap type of ideas if we're swing trading, and we're going to use the 50-day if we're investing. Okay? 
Momentum index looks like the NASDAQ 100. It's a four up and out. It looks great. Nothing to see here. I mean, honestly, these charts look to me like the market's probably going to run higher in January, which is typically a good time of year anyway. Value index looks great. Pull back right to the 25-day. Nothing wrong with that chart. And we'll finish up with the IBD 50, which is the most finicky, but it's also a four up and out. Okay? And this is the real leadership, and it's where I like to live. So looking at those indexes, there's really nothing wrong with the market. There's a lot of noise in between, but there's really nothing wrong with the market. It looks great. So why did I write in the description of this video that I'm going to talk about hedging and how we do it? I'm just going to touch on it briefly. And I want to touch on it because the best time to hedge is when no one thinks you need to hedge. Okay, there's no point in me having this conversation after the markets drop 10 percent. Not going to help you. So there's many cross currents that are occurring right at the end of the year, start of the new year. You never know what you're going to get in the first week of the new year. I've seen some years where the market drops 5 percent in three days for no apparent reason. So I could wax poetic about the reasons for the market to rip higher or collapse. I mean, literally, I could come up with an equal amount of answers for both. I could say to you, a trend in a certain direction keeps on going. And so until there's something dramatic that changes the trend, it's going to keep charging higher. The flip side is the market is so stretched, looking at put call ratios, looking at concept stocks with no earnings and no revenue going berserk to the upside. That's usually a negative sign, but it doesn't mean the market has to go down on Monday. I remember in the year 2000, 1999 was like this, you know, anybody remember that? There was that commercial of the sock puppet for, I think it was PetSmart or something or pets.com or something. The company's out of business now. You guys remember this? No earnings, never had a sock puppet on TV. Everyone thought it was funny. And the stock went ballistic, you know, out of business. I don't know what, if it was like a year later, the company was out of business. The stock went to zero. So, you know, we're getting those types of moves in concept stocks. But even in 1999, 2000, that didn't peak until March. So do we stop committing capital because we become afraid of these types of things? No, the sentiment indicators don't call tops. And the Armour Report's never going to try to call a top, right? I'm not that arrogant to think I know when the top is. We're going to read and react, but we will hedge. And the way we like to do that is to go into the options market. We use puts or we use calls on different assets to hedge our whole portfolio. So I may be out there buying puts on the small cap index, the NASDAQ 100, or whatever index you're happy with that has a lot of volume so you can really trade those puts. We usually go in the money. We're looking probably out till February. It's kind of cheap. Relatively speaking, there's not a lot of premium in the puts right now because no one thinks you need it. And that's when we like to buy some insurance. So you have to figure out, is that right for you? If you don't understand options, you shouldn't do it at all. Okay. Um, but the time to prepare for the storm is before it hits. And you have to understand your, your percentages of your portfolio. How much are you willing to commit to a hedge? 
you have to be willing to lose 100% of that money. If you lose 100% of the money hedging, it should be because the rest of the portfolio is skyrocketing. So net, net, you're making money. And you're just saying, I'm going to take a certain percentage and I'm going to protect myself for some type of black swan event that I can't see coming. And I'm going to do it at a time when the premiums are incredibly small on these assets. So that's why we're doing some hedging. We can also do some hedging by buying calls on volatility. Okay? Armor Insiders, if you want more definition about these things, as a subscriber, you have the right to call me up and we can chat about it, right? I can't have that conversation on um, this venue because I don't know everybody and I can't, I can't really chat about it to, in detail. But if you want that granularity, feel free to pick up the phone, give me a call. I'm here for you. So you can go out there and find some calls on volatility that have very little premium. Volatility has been compressed. Nobody thinks you have to worry about it. And yet the assets go ballistic when the market has trouble in a short period of time, which is what we need. We need an asset to protect us if something goes wrong. And if not, the rest of our portfolio keeps going up. So I just say that at the end of the year, it's been a great year. We had a huge success. It's just the right time to think about how to protect that success. You know, most people, I, every time I do my own search on YouTube and to look up people who are chatting about investing, it's, it's always the carnival barkers talking about how much money you can make if you buy this, you know, obscure penny stock. Okay. And that's not really how real money is run. If you're the steward of your own capital now, if you've decided to manage your own assets, what you want to do is start by thinking about how to protect those assets. I like to say that the number one way to increase your net worth in the next 12 months is to stop losing money investing. Okay? One way to do that is to think about hedging when nobody thinks you need to hedge. So those are my thoughts there on hedging. Um, Let's move on. I don't want to take too much time today. I want to get to some of your questions if you have them, uh, which you can fill up the message board, and I'll get to them before the end of this show. Okay, so let's look at a couple of um, – we talked yesterday. Yesterday was our – oops, that's not what I wanted. Yesterday was our first show um, of a, you know end-of-day wrap-up. I'm going to try to do this every day for you guys. And we talked about GDX, GDXJ, and SILJ. So – we're, we're really early in the process, right? We're, we're trying to take a position in the metals before they break out. What we don't want to do is chase breakouts, particularly not in the metals. So we buy tight to the base. It didn't break out yet, but it held above the low of the day we bought, which is our best stop. Okay, as an armor inside, you guys know this. For those of you who are new, new to this process, the armor report um, and you can check it out right here, armrreport.com. We have a portfolio page and we have a spreadsheet. Every time we add an idea to the portfolios, and there's three portfolios. Let me explain, though. Those three portfolios are literally how I run my own capital. I have capital committed to three different styles of management. And so all I'm doing there is sharing with you what I'm doing personally and what my stops will be. I'm not telling you what stocks to buy. I'm not saying go out there and mirror what I'm doing. What I really am trying to impart for Armor Insiders and for you all watching on YouTube is to learn how to manage your money correctly and how to protect capital. Okay, so 
I create a spreadsheet for Armor Insiders. You can click on it. You can see what we added to my personal portfolio, the date, the price, and what the stop is going to be. Okay. And my number one stop, the stop I like the most is the low of the day I bought it. Think about it logically. There's an old adage on Wall Street. You make your money investing when you buy a stock, not when you sell it. What that really means is you have to buy right. So if you're buying and you're looking at the low of the day you're buying saying, how could that be a stop that makes any sense? I submit to you that you're not buying right. Okay, you're buying something that's already skyrocketed. And then you're right. The low of the day you bought it makes no sense. But when you're buying GDX right here, the low of the day I'm buying, it makes all the sense in the world. Because of the structure, you have an uptrend that will be broken if it comes down below these lows. And you'll be below the 200-day moving average. That's the right stop. So my risk is minimal. My upside is unlimited if this thing can break out of the downtrend it's been in for five months. And so we take a piece now, and then we earn the right to take the risk. If it breaks out, we can increase our exposure in the portfolio. Okay. GDXJ had a better day, and you can see it's a, it's a stronger-looking chart pattern. It's above the 50 and the 200-day. The 50 is this black line here. 200-day is the green line. So it's above both. So small caps, the junior miners are doing better than the senior miners. I'm going to get to a reason why in a minute. And then SILJ is a focus on silver junior miners, which looks the best. Let's talk about why real quick. In our humble opinion, right? The Armour Report process is to build a whiteboard, use algorithms for execution, use stop-loss discipline. So stage one, build the whiteboard. On that whiteboard for us are going to be silver stocks at the top of the precious metals heap, particularly the junior uh, precious metal silver miners. Here's the reason. We have a unique situation, and I could, <laughs> I could go on for hours about precious metals. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you one thought. The last 12 months of the pandemic has collapsed production and supply. It takes time to get all that back up and running. We've had a short squeeze this year in silver already. Okay. When the economy picks back up, I know people are excited to buy shares of MP, for instance, which is a um, um, rare earth company because it goes inside of electronics. But I don't think you're perhaps realizing or remembering that silver is a major component inside technology. So demand is going to ramp and supply will have a very hard time catching up. And that's when you want to invest in a commodity, when demand is ramping and supply can't catch up. So what happens in that environment is the smaller to mid-cap names get bought out by the big cap guys. Okay. I'm just sharing my experience from 30 years. I don't know if that's going to happen in 2021. Okay. I'm just saying it's a, the market is ripe for that type of behavior. The reason being, it takes a lot of time and money to bring a new mine on and start extracting and creating. So when there's a shortage the big guys take over a smaller guy who already has his production up and running or is 
or a smaller guy who's just started to produce. Those are the names on our whiteboard. SILJ is another way to play it. It's an ETF of all those names. Okay. So anyway, today was a decent day. You know, if you look at SILJ, nothing wrong with this. We were adding it to the portfolio yesterday and it had a little down day. Nothing wrong with that. GDXJ is the weakest. Interesting because it's the bigger cap names. It's heavier weighted in the gold stocks. Okay. It's the names that should be doing the acquiring. So you say, well, why do I buy it at all? Because I think the whole group is going higher. Okay. That's why. And so I'm, I'm covering my bases with these three ETFs. And as we make money here, we're going to earn the right to take the risk. And we may, we may begin to fill out the portfolio with other individual names. All right. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, I was talking a lot about Pan American Silver today. I just find it interesting. First of all, a chart I absolutely love. This stock is in, this stock is in all three of those ETFs which is kind of strange. How can you call this a junior miner and a senior miner at the same time? Right. But my point, I point that out because as the whole group goes higher and money pours into those ETFs, it's going to be pouring into Pan American silver. So this is a stock to watch. This is a leader. All right. Now um, I'm going to get to real quick here, a couple of day trades. I want you guys to see how we're day trading. All right start with NK. I'm just going to go over this with you every day so you guys can see how to use the volume weighted average price in your day trading process if you're a day trader. And if you're not a day trader, let me say this. I invite all Armor Insiders. I, I implore all Armor Insiders to join us for the first two hours of trading every day where I'm sharing the screen and I'm showing how we day trade because it's not just for day trading. We also use these techniques to figure out when and how to position an investment. So let's go take a look real quick. I'll just rip through it. This is a volume weighted average price. That's the black dotted line. Now you're looking at a graphic representation of an armor algorithm for day trading called the price movement profiler or PMP. Each bar is three minutes. It's a three minute chart. And I'm sharing that little piece of advice for you, that little nugget of information, because most people don't use three minutes. People like one minute. People like five, 10, 15. Okay, I've done a lot of research in the area. Three minutes works the best. And I think possibly it's because people don't use it as much. Now, maybe I'm ruining that by telling you, but let's keep it a secret. It'll just be our little secret. Okay, start using three minutes. I think you'll improve your trading strategy. Now, what we like to do is we like to buy a stock that's trading above the prior day's VWAP and above the top day VWAP. This is an example of a stock we lost money on today. I don't just share with you the successes. I share failures too, because we learn from both. Why did we trade the stock at all today? It's a good question. We made a lot of money trading the stock a couple days ago. And so we went back to the well. That's more of an emotional decision than an algorithmic decision. And so we have to act like an algorithm and take emotions out of it. There was no reason to be adding NK to the portfolio today for a day trade. Reason being, it opened below its VWAP. 
The first bar was very negative. See that negative red bar right there? That tells you there's sellers coming in. So when it popped above the top day VWAP, didn't go above yesterday's VWAP. Okay? It never got above yesterday's VWAP. So we put a position on right here on this, this bar right here. And this is why I wanted to share this information with you today. It is so important to follow your stop loss disciplines or you will get blown out of the water and carried off the trading floor. Okay, so this loss was a small loss. We put the trade on and it turned out that this bar ended up being a hammer top. So we exit the position immediately. And you can see the very two bars later closes below VWAP. The trade's over when it goes back below VWAP and takes out the low of the bar you bought. So the trade should have been over immediately, actually, on this hammer bottom. I mean, this hammer, this hammer bar was a terrible bar. But if you still, if you give it an extra bar and it went up for a bar, okay, at the very least, the next bar, it's out of the portfolio as it closes below the VWAP, which is the black dot, okay, and below the low of the bar you bought. Stock is done. And as you can see, it trades down all day long. Now let's go to a trade that worked great. Notice the differences with me. Look at Netflix. Notice the difference. Here's the VWAP. What happened? The stock closed below its VWAP yesterday. It opened this morning, and on bar three, which happens to be 942, it closed above today's VWAP and above the prior day's VWAP. That's the entry point. Please note how the stock never challenges the stop of the low of the bar we bought. The winners never challenge it. Skyrockets. What's our exit strategy? We book some profit at the ATR high of the day, average true range high of the day. So it ripped right on through here. And we actually, by the time we put the sale price in, it was up here. What I like to do, and you could do whatever you want. I'm just sharing my philosophy. I usually sell 25% of the position at the ATR. And then what I'll do is look to sell another 25% of the position when it um, has a three-bar reversal, which it never really had in here. So what I did instead was I just kept raising my stop, and I looked for structure like this structure here. Okay. By the way, this is the first standard deviation above the VWAP, so I watched that closely. Right? And I raised my stop right underneath here. And when the stock took me out, I think it took me out somewhere, right, right in this area right here, it took me out. Okay, because so I put my stop in here. I raised it up the whole way, 75% of my position, right? And so it stopped me out somewhere right in here. And as you can see, that was the top. The stock, the stock never went higher. That was a perfect day trade. All right. I'm going to just share with you Peloton real quick. Now, this is a trade that didn't work. Okay. It was above previous day's VWAP. It, we, didn't, we actually didn't buy the second bar. We waited. It came down and tested. Now, this is usually a trade that I like. Comes down, closes the VWAP gap. And on a three-bar reversal, we put a position on. See how these three bars are three blue bars that went up, bang, bang, bang? Okay? Put the position on. The minute it takes out the low of the bar we bought, which is the 10.06 bar, we exit, which means we're exiting right here at 10.27. 
No harm, no foul. Small loss. Stock never went higher, sold off the rest of the day. And I share that with you because we glean just as much information from losses as we do gains. Notice how the one stock that made money skyrocketed, right? And never challenges the stop of the low of the bar we bought. The other two trades, the minute they hit that low, we're out. They both traded dramatically lower the rest of the day. That's my New Year's gift to you. Low of the bar you bought. Sometimes you could do the low of the previous bar. Okay, so sometimes you see a big bar and you're buying the next bar. You use the low of the, of the breakout bar, right? So it's either the bar you bought or right before. It's the best stop. So I'm going to wrap up here and get your questions in a minute, but I did want to go over my New Year's resolutions, and I really hope you guys think about it. Look, the, the best investors, look, you've, you've decided to take over the management of your own assets. That's why you're on this channel watching me. You're trying to gather information. You're trying to learn how to create information. Okay? That's what I'm doing here, trying to help you with that. One of the best things to do is to keep a trader's log, an investor's log, all year long. Write down your successes and failures. And at the end of the year, you look back, you go through it, and you create your resolutions for the new year. I'm going to give you four right now for me. There were a couple of investments. I built my whiteboard. I had some great names on my whiteboard. I didn't make the money I wanted to make on them. Okay? Now, that's going to happen every year, but let's try to cut down on that. And so I'm making a special section of my whiteboard that I call Top Shelf. Pop the water bottle ideas. For those of you who are hockey players, you'll get that. Okay? I've cut those out, put them on my whiteboard. These names I don't want to miss. The reason that's important is when you get a risk on entry point and you get 15 ideas you think you should buy, how do you figure out which ones? Well, if you've already done the work and you know what's top shelf, those are the ones you go to first. You don't want to miss those. Once you've put those in the portfolio, if there's still room, you could start doing other things. Okay? So that's one resolution for me. The second resolution is to buy right. Stop chasing. Be honest with yourself. Was the correct entry point a week ago and now you're chasing it? Detrimental to the health of your net worth. Don't fall in love with the stock. The whole point of building a whiteboard is that you have a stable of ideas. You like them all. You've done the research on them all. Some get away from you, but you focus on the right entry points on the others and you build net worth without putting your capital at such risk of chasing ideas. It's the second thing. And it goes with that thought of you make your money when you buy a stock, not when you sell it. Okay. The third thing is to manage my exposure better when it comes to the groups that I'm buying. So typically I like to keep the group exposure to 25% or less. So if I'm buying cannabis stocks, no more than 20% of the portfolio. If I'm buying precious metal stocks, no more than 20% of the portfolio. You understand what I'm saying. If I'm buying disruptive growth stocks, no more than 20% of the por 25% of the portfolio. The reason is, we need to manage risk 
And if we have too much exposure to one group, it can really put you on tilt when it goes the wrong way and the whole market's going up. It can literally destroy your confidence in yourself. When really the only thing you've done wrong is, is put too much in one group. Okay, there's nothing worse than being overcommitted to one group when the whole market's going up and your group's going down. This is a simple thing to fix. Look at your exposure and cap how much you're willing to put in one group. Now, I say 25%. You can do whatever you want. Maybe you want 10%. Maybe you want 30 I don't know. You have to figure out what's right for your risk tolerance and what works for you. But I'm just sharing that thought with you. I want to do a better job of that next year. It cuts both ways. You know, at the bottom of the market, we had 50 to 60% of our portfolio in precious metal stocks. That really worked. Okay. Um, and we had a huge year, but it's rare that I'm ever going to get that extended. And in retrospect, while I was doing that and we made money, it would have been better. Our performance could have even been better had I capped precious metals at 25% and bought other names, forced myself to spread out some. In retrospect, when I look back, it would have been even better, which is hard to believe because our performance is, is pretty, um, pretty awesome this year from an alpha standpoint. But we're always striving to get better. Okay? And then the last thing um, is to... Ver- is, people talk about diversification. They say buy 50 to 100 stocks. That's ridiculous. Just go buy an, an ETF if you want that. Um, or people say, let's, you know, let's invest in emerging markets. It'll diversify. It, it, none of that is going to protect your assets when the market goes down. Okay? Diversifying a number of stocks or, or type of stocks or any of these things will not protect you when the market goes down dramatically. We just saw this in February. Okay? The market's 100% correlated when the black swans fly in and sit down in the pond. So what really protects capital is style of management. So I have my own capital separated into three groups. Index only, what I used to call aggressive, and I used to call conservative. But that doesn't really express what I'm doing. So I'm going to change those names for Armor Insiders. I've already told them this. I'm sharing this with you guys now. Armor Aggressive is going to be called Armor Swing because it's a swing strategy. Okay? And Armor Conservative is going to be called Armor Invest because it's a more traditional build a portfolio and, and live with the volatility type of approach. And those are the three styles of management I'm going to focus on. Index only uses algorithms to determine when to put money to work in the indexes, when to take it out. That's it. We invest in those seven indexes. We let the algos tell us when to go long or when to go cash. Okay? The swing strategy, as it suggests, is really designed for somebody who's willing to trade, who's okay and comfortable trading, who wants to book profits faster and stop losses quicker. That guy, that portfolio is going to outperform in a choppy market environment. You'll be cutting losses quick. You'll be capturing upside. At the end of the year, we'll look back. The market was only up 6 7% with a lot of this, and that portfolio should have alpha. 
The Armour Invest allows for more volatility. In a choppy market, it's going to be ugly. I wouldn't say ugly. It's just not going to create the alpha that you want because it's going to get chopped up just like the market. But in a trending market, there should be huge alpha there because it'll trade less. It'll allow for more wiggles that then reverse and skyrocket. So that's how I want to manage my capital because I don't know which year is going to be a chop year and which year is going to be a trend year. So if I divide it into those three baskets, I can get all the exposure I want and I can have the correct risk management strategy to protect myself no matter what comes my way. Those are my resolutions. I'd love to hear yours. Put them in the comment section, guys. Let's build a list together. Okay? Now let's get to the Q&A. Any questions you got for me before I wrap up this year? I'm not going to be doing a show on Saturday as I usually do, but I'm going to take this Saturday off, and I'll see all of you on Monday, 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock, depending on the day, for the, the daily wrap-up. But I will answer some questions now. So what do you got for me? Anything? Hello, Brett. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Um, two stocks. What are your thoughts on Cordeline and AMD? Well, let's take a look. All right. CDE. I haven't looked at Cordeline recently, but, you know, it's a silver play, and that chart looks phenomenal. Whew. Wow, that looked good. I might have to do some work on that. That's a really sweet looking chart pattern, man. I'd say you're all over that. So I'm going to do a little work to see. There's the O'Neill chart of Cordeline. Silver company with a beautiful chart pattern. See, the silver stocks are really leading, which is it's, it's exciting because silver tends to lead gold. And the mining stocks tend to lead the metal. Now, that didn't happen in March, April, and May because we had this bizarre market collapse. And so the bullion led the stocks. But in a normal market, the stocks will lead and the bullion will follow. Okay? Uh, AMD. Let's take a look. Nothing wrong with that chart pattern. Four up and out, and it's just taking a break right here on the 25-day moving average and holding up pretty well. So, you know, top of the whiteboard type of name. Nothing wrong with that. Next question. What do you got? Candle chart. I don't use a particular type of candle chart. Um, I used to use your basic candles. I haven't done a lot of research on um, those type of candle charts. Maybe they'd help. Maybe not. We'll see. Could be something interesting to look at. But um, I like to use um, what am I trying to say here? I don't get too deep in the weeds on on, on, on a lot of technical indicators. I like to use basics and then infuse them with volatility if I can. I'm going to look into what you're suggesting here and take a peek. But the book I follow is called Candle Power. You can find it on the website. Um, not exactly sure what's happened here. Unfortunately, it looks like you guys are maybe I'm having a problem with YouTube. Hopefully you guys can still see me. 
Anyway, we'll get we'll get on with it. Quail Hollow, Brett, great year, oh, the best year of my life. Outstanding, brother. I'm so excited for you. Mostly following my advice. I really appreciate that, and I love the fact that you became an armor insider. You're adding a lot to the room, and I appreciate the effort you're making. Um, Saber, would you still buy stocks like Wayfair that had a huge year to see weakness? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a real. Uh, I don't really follow Wayfair. Um, I'm not a big fan of the retail stocks. I tend to. Um, stick with disruptive growth and things where there's a moat around the business. So I don't really have a information that I could share with you that would give you any edge on Wayfair. Joe Black, great advice. Hey, Joe, thanks a lot, my friend. Happy New Year. Glad to see you. Tracy, excellent. Glad to see you. Happy New Year, everybody. Thoughts on four, you want to know, Joe. Let's take a look. Yeah, yeah, I've done some work on this. Shift for payment. It's on the whiteboard. It's an interesting idea. And, you know, they dominate really the restaurant business. So as the economy reopens, and it's amazing the stock is up and the environment it's in. So I like the fundamentals of this, of the, of this stock. It's in a runaway mode, so not much to say other than that. Um. Trying to set up my ATR, and I wonder what period and factor to use when using three-minute charts. I use thinkorswim. ATR trailing stops seems to work. I can't help you with that, uh, Quail Hollow. I just don't use thinkorswim, so I can't really advise uh, in that regard. And you're never really going to be able to mimic the Armour uh, ATR, okay, because it's a proprietary part of our algorithm where we infuse volatility top day and multi-day. So it changes the ATR as the day progresses. Of course, I share that information with you, you know, in the room. If you have a question, just let me know what stock you're looking at and I'll tell you what our ATR is. But for yourself, I, you know, you can, even if you just use something off the shelf and play with, you know, how many bars back are you looking to find an ATR that fits your eye for the type of trading you're involved in? That's what I would suggest. Crocs, you want me to look at Crocs, Green Ghost? Really? I haven't looked at that in a while. Oh, I've missed a pretty amazing ups- uh, uptrend, huh? I don't have any information on Crocs, though. It's a beautiful uptrend. So when you're asking me what I, th- I, I, I really, I'm curious if you guys, you know, are asking me what I think of a stock, tell me what you really want to know. Do you own it and you want to know what your stop should should be using the Armour way or are you asking, should this stock go on my whiteboard and do research on it? And maybe I can give better information. Hecla Mining. Yeah. Hecla. It's another um, good silver play. Look at all these silver stocks. They look phenomenal. Right? There's something really cooking. There's something going on in silver. That chart looks great. It looks like Pan American. It looks like the silver plays. Here's the here's the O'Neill chart on Hecla. It looks like we've got a shortage in silver and it's going to get interesting next year. 
Parag, you're saying a video or session chart setup and study setup for us to use, for us new to trade TradeStation. I'm not exactly sure what you're asking me there, brother. But you're you're asking me to do a video. Um, Parag, I'm glad you joined. Nice to have you. But what are you asking me? I mean, I could do an armor education video, and we could discuss this. We can, I could do a video on how I set up my trade station charts. Is that what you're asking? You know, certainly you can ask me on Monday. Um, since you are a subscriber, we could talk about it, and maybe I can come up with um, some basic goalposts of how to do it for TradeStation. All right, guys, I'm uh, getting ready to wrap this up and wrap up what was an incredible year. It was lots of fun. Let's just take a break and relax and soak it in and enjoy it. I'll see you all on the other side. Happy New Year, everybody.